You're listening to The Hot Tag with the real tag team champs, Matty Ice and Axel the Axeman, where we talk everything wrestling. Welcome back to Hot Tag with the Beer City Boys. Episode 39. 39. 39 episodes in. Can you believe that? That's nuts. It's crazy. Hey, we're getting closer and closer to that year anniversary for us. Yeah, we are. That we are. So, we are uh, pre-recording this episode because uh, the Axeman has things to do um, over the weekend so we cannot get together and podcast and uh, we'll catch up with uh, some highlights from AEW or any other wrestling that uh, pops up in the uh, past week here, so... Yeah, yeah, my, even though I saw my folks 4th of July, they're uh, coming up, spend some time with uh, the wife and I, gonna give them the old tour of uh, Milwaukee, I mean, they've already had a couple tours, but they love it so much, they uh, have to come back up. Right, and I gotta go down by your dad and run the farm now, so. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, we're switching roles this week, Um, I'm still hoping that uh, I can con him into getting on the podcast. Maybe he can uh, work some stuff out with his contract situation to uh, donate 10 minutes of his time. We'll see. Yeah, I mean, we're not asking for much, just a couple minutes. We just want some insight, you know? Yeah, so... I mean, it doesn't even have to be current insight. It could be just, like, the past insight when he was running around with Ric Flair and Tully and... Hey, he did tell me that... We got it confirmed. He did tell me that... He didn't run around with Rick Rude. He didn't? Did not. Did he know of him? He said he knew he was a big arm wrestling guy. But he said he did not spend any time with him arm wrestling. But he did bring up Scott Norton, because I know when I listened to... I know we haven't released it on the podcast stream yet, but I did listen to uh, the recording you had with your dad when you talked about the guy on Over the Top. That was Scott Norton, by the way. Yep. He's a big uh, arm wrestling guy. He was also in WCW and uh, New Japan. Yep. So he said he knew that those two guys were big into arm wrestling, but uh, he did they, not have any interactions with them. They never crossed paths. Well, that's a bummer. Yeah. I mean, he could be he pulling could, my leg. He, he could be BSing you. Yeah, you know, he probably beat both those guys at the same time. You know, yeah, my, my dad. My dad is ambidextrous, so. Yeah, I could see that happening. So just going on. Hey, you never know. Taking them to the house. But um, yeah. So this episode, we uh, we're gonna dedicate to uh, our buddy Scotty Goldman, Ed Bassmaster. You better watch out. You got uh, people gunning for your number one viewership spot. Uh, I know we just had him on last episode, um, but he told us he's stepping up his game. So that nobody can take him down. He's going to be undisputed number one listener. Right. Yeah, uh, he even brought us some more beer. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah, now I don't have to go home for a couple of days. That's right. I'm staying in the 414 uh, garage studio. That's right. We got the bunk bed set up. We're ready to rock. We got some pumpkins to do karate and stuff. That's right. Slicing watermelon with swords. So, uh, yeah, well, uh, this week we're going to do, um, 
a nice episode on uh, the Dark Side of the Ring series. Yeah, you know, I uh, really enjoy these series. Um, I know that uh, the WWE just recently released a couple uh, kind of their side of the... their their little gimmick side of uh, like kind of like the Dark Side of the Rings yeah, or whatever. Yeah, the, the A&E specials, yeah. Yeah, all the A&E specials and whatnot, so... Um, they were all really good, um, even the A&E ones, so, um, but yeah, the Dark Side of the Rings, uh, they're in, uh, season three already, you can catch them on, uh, the Vice Network, or the Vice app channel, or whatever the case is, or your local cable provider has, uh, Vice on as, um, um, uh, um, yeah, like a channel. Yeah, a channel, but like, um, I'm trying to think of the, the name for it. Uh, on Demand. Thank you. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, but yeah, you can uh, fire those up on On Demand or uh, on your Roku or Fire Stick or whatever you, you got and... Watch away, and it's it, it's uh, it's good quality entertainment. Well, it's it, it gives you good insight, I should say. Yeah, a lot of the episodes are um, darker. I mean, hence the name "Dark Side of the Ring." It really brings you into the um, real life problems and situations. Um, into the wrestling world, you know, they, they all, as we all know, I mean, they all play characters, um, on a show, um, and it, it, sometimes I feel like it's easily forgotten that these guys are real life people out there and have real life problems like the rest of us, um, except maybe a little bit more extreme considering a lot of them are, um, somewhat famous they're out in the spotlight they're on tv even some of the lower market guys you know you think of somebody like uh the jet you know yeah he's doing house shows every weekend but he's been on fight on the ovw stuff you know hammerstone he's been on that stuff you know some of these guys so they're they're still getting some TV time, maybe not as much as somebody like The Rock or Stone Cold did or yep. um, some of the guys now. But still, um, they're in the public eye. And uh, I feel like sometimes fame and fortune comes with a price. Yeah, sometimes it does. And uh, especially when you have fame and fortune and whatnot and um, just the whole, um, I'm going to say the drug factor. Yeah, especially comes, in the eighties and nineties. Yeah. Comes really big into play. I mean, you can you can basically get whatever you want. Um, you could get every anything that you want back then, and you still can get that today. So yeah, if you got the cash, yeah, you can. Yeah, and especially when you know you got to keep up the look. Right. You know, think about like a lot of those guys. How much they're spending on tans and haircuts and colorings and. Everything to look that good part on TV. Um, 
it starts to add up. I mean, you know, you got to have that muscle mass and everything to make that next leap. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm sure it weighs on you a lot. Yep. It sure does. But, um, yeah, so, Vice, we just sat and uh, watched the episode on Brian Pillman. Um, I know I watched the first episode by myself when it first came out. And I just caught like the last ha- of the last like probably fifteen minutes of it this afternoon, and then uh, me and the Axe Men here we just sat through um, eighty minutes of uh, Vice and watched it together, and I think he got a little more insight on that whole Brian Pillman character that he was coming up with the loose cannon. Yeah, because I'll let you explain it. Well, so. I was just gonna say I. Brian Pillman is, I guess, just a little bit before my time. You know, I remember, um, you know, I was born in in 94. So when I was, you know, I started to get, my dad got me into wrestling when I was like four or five. Um, So Brian Pillman would have been passed away by the time I got into wrestling like really big um but I still knew who he was and I've seen some you know I knew he's flying Brian and with Stone Cold with the Hollywood Blondes and stuff like that um but yeah the, these two episodes really um showed me you know kind of how um I guess I didn't realize that he worked the system so much to get uh, that contract, and I I didn't realize that he didn't really do all that much wrestling for the uh, then WWF. I thought he did a little bit more wrestling, and I guess I didn't realize that he was in ECW. Um, you know, maybe in the future we'll have to do a, an episode kind of about ECW because I feel like um, Paul Heyman and ECW really brought light to a lot of wrestlers, you know, like Benoit and Malenko and Guerrero and Mysterio and Psychosis and stuff like that. So, you know, I think a lot of people give ECW kind of that bad. Now, I'm not trying to get off topic too much, but they give them that bad moniker of that, like, hardcore baloney stuff. But um, I think without ECW, a lot of these guys wouldn't have got the spotlight that they deserved. Yeah, I can definitely see that. Um, And I think that's very, very true. Um, ECW was basically a platform for, like, all those guys that were kind of, like... On the cusp. They're, like, right there. On the cusp that, like, really, at that point in time, didn't have, like, the look that the main head main honchos were looking for like WWF. Yeah, like your Hogan's and your Warriors yeah. and your guys like that. The yeah. big jack guys. They were kinda like your average Joes, like the two twenty ish, whatever, two hundred pounds. They had decent physiques and whatnot, but just Yeah, they didn't have the crazy. height and the huge muscle mass. Yeah, yeah. Right. And yeah. So But, but yeah. super athletic people. But yeah, to go back to it, um, you know, I really enjoyed this episode. Um, I know you said a couple of times uh, during the episode when there was like a little pause in in the story and whatnot um, 
that you thought that Ashley would really enjoy it, and and I agree with you. I think she would. Um, and for those of you who aren't uh, real big wrestling fans that listen to our podcast, um, I I suggest you watch. I I myself have not watched every single episode. I kind of picked and choose um, which ones I want to watch. But my wife and I have watched uh, several episodes, and she's enjoyed every single one we've watched. And she is not a wrestling fan at all. Um, so I suggest you guys go out and watch uh, watch some of these. They're really good. They show a great insight into uh, the real-life aspect of wrestling. And uh, really make these guys who, like I said before, play characters, um, they really show how some of this stuff affects their real life and how things kind of go about and um most of the stories are are sad um but it really it really shows you kind of like where they come from and how they're real life and how they connect to each and every one of us and how they're more than just a character that they play right and uh two is they kind of give you an insight on like their whole background and not just like wrestling background because um, for instance, we just watched the Brian Pillman thing, like we said, and he was a Cincinnati Bengal. I mean, he tried out for the Cincinnati Bengals, so, yep. he, um, and then he went up and played Canada football, Canadian football. This, uh, episode is not sponsored by Molson, though, sorry. <laughs> not tonight. Hmm. Even though, uh, Molson did drop us off an 18-pack. Yeah. Shipped it down. Yep, shipped it down from Montreal. M- Montreal. But anyways, um, yeah, he played in the Canadian Football League, and then he got hooked up with uh, the Hart family, and then he got trained, and um, he went from there. So, But then the story is just the triumphant tragedies of his, uh, his short lifetime, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah, and, you know, it seems like that um, a lot of, ep- of the episodes, I mean, I can't speak for every one of them, but it seems like that every one that I've watched has basically followed the same path of tragedy. And, I mean, I guess that fits the, th- the theme of Dark Side of the Ring. Um but yeah, I mean it it is a tragedy. I mean a lot of these guys um especially in the the 80s and 90s and I'm sure some of them even still today um they get into the drugs and the alcohol and the partying and the women and like we said earlier trying to you know keep with that physique and the look and everything and they just kind of get in and it's a constant battle in a constant snowball effect, um, where, you know, you're, um, especially then, constantly on the road, you're constantly going hotel to hotel, you're, you know, you never have a home, um, and, uh, I think eventually it, it takes a toll on, um, on your body, which leads to abusing of pain pills, um, to get rid of the constant 
um, you know, pain from injury and, and, and constant shows. I mean, I've, I've, I've heard, you know, people like Arn and Tully and stuff talk about, you know, they were on the road 300 days out of the year. I can't, I can't imagine being on the road 300 days a year doing 300 plus shows a year plus having a family. I mean, that, that's just ridiculous. I mean, at that point in time, you might as well not even have a family. You might as well not even own a home. And you might as well just continuously be on the road the whole time. And, and it does. I feel like eventually your mind starts to go from constant work and constant, you know, drugs and alcohol and everything else that you may or may not be doing. And eventually you go crazy. You know, like Pillman, crazy like a fox. Yeah. And I tell you what, um, that gimmick that he ended up creating was just incredible because he was throwing everybody through a loop. I mean, nobody knew really what was going on, and he was just getting, um, like, more off the wall every time that he would do this, do a new gimmick or something like that, it seemed like. I almost wonder if he even knew. Yeah, I don't know. Um, he might not have known exactly, too, because, I mean, it's kind of one of those things you hear people, like, you get into characters and then you start believing that that's them and whatnot. I mean, um, at the point in time in his career when he did this loose cannon, I mean, he was searching for more money, so... He started probably getting a little more money, and then he had that accident that where he um, got thrown from his vehicle, and then uh, got pretty much uh, disabled from it. You yeah. Could say and how how do you come back from that? Especially when you're rising to the top, uh, you, you just get depression and. Um, you start taking more drugs, and you're in pain, and this and that, and and then it. One day you go to sleep, and you don't wake up. Yeah, I mean, what I got from the episode, it almost seemed like that. Sometimes it seemed like he was almost in an avalanche. He didn't know what was up and what was down. He just was going with it, just to go with it, and. Um, you know, they kind of, I don't want to give away too much out of the episode, but there was a point where they talked about him <clears throat> almost like that he was tricking some people in uh, WCW to try to get what he wanted, and then, then he was in ECW and um, saying things and having some crazy storylines um, to make himself more marketable and stuff like that, but... Um, I understand what happened and what he was doing and stuff, but if they wouldn't have sat down and explained it, I would have been lost too, and I get what some of them were kind of saying, as in, like, even people who were in the business didn't even really know what was true and what was not. Right. Um, I mean, you had Dave Meltzer even thinking the same thing. But, you know, like you've always told me before, if you don't know for sure, that means they did a good job. 
That's right. So my hat's off to him. He did a hell of a job. Even if he didn't mean to do it, he still did something right. That's right. So, I mean, for a wrestler, if they can fake an injury good enough or take a bump good enough to where, like, your your fellow wrestlers, co-workers, think that you're actually hurt, I mean, you're doing something right. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, when I was in the wrestling business, I mean, there was a couple times where I took a bump and the guys were like, are you all right? You good? I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm fine. I was just selling it. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> hey, that's how you know. Right. That's how you know that, um, you know, that's good. But, um, so, not to get off too much time. I mean, it still goes on with the Dark Side of the Ring stuff, but, um, I just want to get your two cents on this. So they interviewed Brian Pillman's son, Brian Pillman Jr. And if uh, any of you listening don't know, he is a wrestler now. Uh, Matty Ice and I um, first got a taste for him in MLW. And we saw him in the show at MLW over in Waukesha uh, a couple years ago. Uh, Coming up on two years now. Yep. Um, And now he's in AEW. He's in a tag team with uh, Griff Garrison. They're the... Varsity Blondes, a uh, little moniker off of uh, his dad and Stone Cold's uh, tag team, the Hollywood Blondes. Do you think going forward, whenever the time comes, hopefully, fingers crossed, no time soon because I really enjoy seeing him and Griff Garrison together, do you think uh, Brian Pillman Jr. will ever try to simulate his dad's thing, you know, the loose cannon deal? Or do you think he'll stay away from it, knowing how his dad, how things kind of seem to teeter? I realize things are different. Um, He's seen how things went downhill, and he doesn't want to recreate things. Um, I understand how that kind of works, but um, do you think that would be something that he would want to do and something that would take off in the wrestling industry now? Um, I'm going to say that I think he would be very, very, um, anti the loose cannon gimmick, I think. Um, I couldn't see him doing that, um, but I could be wrong. But would it work in today's atmosphere? I don't think it would work at all. Um, because everybody knows that it's, it's just all a gimmick. Um, there is no question mark behind actions nowadays, as we talked about, like with MJF, right? Um, in our previous podcast, um, th- th- there's no there, there's no question marks in in wrestlers' actions anymore, especially. I mean, the way that they came up and just worked. Everyone, I mean, to do that, you gotta like only let like maybe a couple people know, and even that might be too much. I think if you're gonna do a loose cannon deal, it's gotta be 
it, it, I think it's got to be like just you. Like if you're gonna if you're gonna try to pull something like that, you just gotta you just gotta go off the deep end. Right. And then at the end, just laugh about it and be like, "Gotcha." Yeah, and even then, if you got as deep into it as what it seemed like he was doing, I think people are gonna start making a bigger stink about it now than uh, what they did then. Yeah, I mean that's like Sammy Callahan. You, you know, that guy could. I could see him doing that. You know what I mean? It him almost kind of like a loose cannon deal. It almost seems like he's kind of that way now because he's like. Because that's what he go. He, his moniker is like the draw, right? And he seems a little, uh, a little loco in the cocoa sometimes. And I think he did that too when uh, he uh, uh, broke uh, what's his name's eye socket with the baseball bat. Um, Eddie. Oh, really? It's Eddie, right? Eddie Edwards. Yeah, what's the other one? Right? Eddie Edwards is in... Uh, Impact, yeah. Impact, yeah, he yeah. He was in ROH with... Uh, uh, yeah. The other Wolverine guy, the American... Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Eddie Edwards. Yep. Having brain farts, it's a little late. Um, we had a few beers in us. So... We're like half falling asleep here in our chairs out here in the garage studio, so we apologize. I apologize, you know. But we're doing it for you fans. But we're doing it for you fans. We've got to keep this ball rolling. But, yeah, I think uh, uh, Sam McCallaghan kind of went off the deep end with that whole uh, baseball bat to the eye thing with Eddie Edwards because... Um, he basically said that he didn't really care and he would do it again. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. So, and as a pro wrestler, you need to protect your fellow co-workers, you know? Yeah. You, you're not trying to put these people in harm's way because, you know... You're there to draw money. You're not there to, like, physically hurt them. Right, exactly. I mean, yeah. a lot of this stuff is scripted. A lot of it's practiced. Giving you insight here. The inside scoop. A lot. Some of it's practiced. Like, they don't just, like, start diving off the top rope. Onto the floor through tables and stuff like that. They they kind of worked that a little bit. So, right, yeah. I mean, obviously, with training and stuff, they go through the simple moves and stuff. But with the bigger spots, they go over them to make sure that they're safe. Right and stuff like that. Um, and if they don't, well, then they're freaking crazy because. Um, as much as I want to go back to uh, innocent and naive um, five- and six-year-old Alex into up into where I was a young teenager where I thought wrestling was real and every spot was real and 
that everything that happened was true to the to the nature. Well, you know what? The real world hits you and you find out that it's not and your heart gets shattered and I'm still a fan. Um you know, uh my wife says all oh, that stupid and stuff and when I break it down to her and tell her it's a show. You know, it's like um a play or uh as how, how I explained to her it's a soap opera. Um you know, there's drama, there's this, there's that. Um but it's for men. <laughs> but that's basically what it is. It's uh planned out and uh You know, that's just uh, the nature of the beast, I guess. Yeah, well, I mean, it's just not just for men. For men. Well, but... But, yeah, I mean... The way I explained it to her, yeah. Right, yeah. Yep, I mean, it was always brought up as, like, a men's soap opera kind of thing. Um, but, yeah, I mean, these women that are in here nowadays, they hustle more than the guys, and they outperform the guys... A lot of the time. I I mean, WWE has so much talent on their women's roster um, that it's, it's it, I mean, in a, in a way it's kind of sickening because, I mean, you wish that you had that much talent from the guys. Well, and not only that, but sometimes I wonder if, if, the, if the, the guys in WWE do... And they're just not using them right. Think about how much smaller, in terms of the women in WWE, that we see on a week-to-week basis on the show, in terms of Raw, NXT, and SmackDown, compared to the men. There's a lot less of them. Yeah. You know, essentially between Raw... In SmackDown, you every week you see Charlotte Flair, Oscar, Bailey, Bianca Belair, Rhea Ripley, um, Tamina Snuka, Natalia, Nia Jax. Carmella's been hot. Carmella, I don't know if I named her or not. I don't think so. And Liv Morgan. Liv Morgan. Um. Sasha, I mean, I guess you could, I'll name these two even though they haven't been on in a while. Sasha and Becky Lynch. That's like 12 women that I named off the top of my head. Of course, there's probably some that I'm missing. But those are essentially the 12 that they use on a week-to-week basis between those two shows. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, that's just the nature of the beast when it comes to WWE is they just overuse the same talent over and over and over again. Instead of using the talent and dispersing it, kind of like they did back in like the 80s, to where, you know, if you were the champion, you wouldn't wrestle on TV. You had your workers doing work, and then, like, then fitting in... uh, matches from there pretty much um whether it be afternoon or evening or late morning right on the tv but 
yeah, I don't know. I mean, I guess that's just how it is. So, but to get back on track with our um, Vice TV, Dark Side of the Ring. Um, is there any episodes that uh, you have watched that you would uh, that you want to suggest to the to the viewers to go out and watch? Uh, maybe throw a little insight. You know, there's a lot of them that um, I thought were good. Um, I was a big uh, Road Warriors fan, and I know that we touched base on that Road Warriors episode uh, back a, a while ago in our earlier episodes. And that one I would definitely watch again and again and again. And I would highly suggest uh, that maybe put that on a playlist and watch that. Um, uh, if you know anything about the 80s and the 90s, the Road Warriors were probably like one of the best tag teams in the world. Um, if and, not it, still today. And most popular. And yeah, still today too. Um, they won championships everywhere they went, so they're a big part of the wrestling tag team development and whatnot, so I definitely watched that one. Um, that's got a lot of, uh, triumph and tragedy, and it's sad that, uh, uh, Road Warrior Animal also known as uh, Joe Laurinaitis, um, also has a son, James Laurinaitis, for you football fans out there. James uh, played for the Rams in yeah. St. Louis there, so and he was a Ohio State Buckeye as well, um, big-time linebacker. So retired now, and he's uh, got a radio show, and I think he works for like ESPN or something like that out of St. Louis, um, but, uh, yeah, uh, unfortunately, uh, Joe Laurinaitis passed away just recently, and, um, uh, it's, it's sad that he passed away, because he was always in such good, pretty decent shape, and, um, he was, I mean, he always seemed like a pretty genuine dude on his, uh, podcast, and even in real life, that he was the he was the mellow one out of the group, that one that kept it kind of things in line. Um, the Owen Hart one was great too. I know that uh, the Axe Man's wife can uh, testify to that one. That uh, um, just his whole story on that is just unbelievable. I mean, with the the setup that he had when he when he passed. Like, that quick-release system that they thought up. Like, I don't know what they were thinking. Like, that's... It was... That's just sad that, uh... That they documented that and they showed that. So, just sad to see that they... They didn't really take care of their their guy. So. Yeah. Yeah, and to go off that Owen Hart episode, um, I really liked how um, the creators of Dark Side of the Ring um, reached out to Owen's widow 
uh, to ask permission before they went any further with the episode. Um, that just, um, I don't, to give a little insight to you listeners, um, I know she's been, um, kind of against, I shouldn't say wrestling as a whole, but WWE, I know I, they've reached out to her to try to get him in the Hall of Fame and this and that, and she's blocked them from, uh, putting him in the Hall of Fame or using, uh, certain things of Owen's going forward, and, um, it just goes to show that the guy, the creators of Dark Side of the Ring actually care about the industry and the family members and uh, the people themselves that they're doing the episodes on uh, to do something like that, to go and ask permission before they go out and do it because they, they didn't have to ask permission. They could have went out and done all that. Um without asking and and that to me that that shows a lot of uh shows that they care and whatnot um also um another episode that everybody should go and check out is um the crispin y episode um i know that is is, that a two-parter too right that's a yeah that's a two-parter as well um it's also in season two um it um that's a really hard one. Um, I know uh, when the events of the that uh, two-part um, Dark Side of the Ring happened, I was, let's see, I would have been maybe like 13, 12 to 13. Um, and when it, when it happened... Um, I still, to this day, am, am am very shocked with the way things happened. And um, when I hear stories and stuff about it, I still... It, it, it's hard for me to wrap my mind around it. I understand now that I'm older how things happened as opposed to when I was um, younger and what transpired. Um, but that is a very, very sad episode. Um... So, little warning out there when you watch it. It will be uh, shocking and sad. Um, But also a very good one. My wife really enjoyed that one. She was absolutely glued to the TV the entire time. Yeah. Um, So that's how I knew that it was good. Even though it was about wrestling, like we've said the entire episode shows real life events and real life things that happen so um yeah it really like sheds light and brings things forward that normally the wrestling industry tries to um tries to hide yeah tries to hide and put down um even though we've said time and time on several episodes that uh Kayfabe's not really out there anymore. The wrestling industry still tries to make that happen. And, you know, that's part of the draw for fans like you and I, you know. that Even though we know it's fake, we're still drawn into it because they try to, you know, put that under the surface kind of deal. So Right. Yeah, I mean, with that whole Crispin Wah thing, I mean, it's just... 
just so sad on how that all turned out. I mean, um, I mean that became like a national headliner. That whole incident. Yeah, it was everywhere for weeks. Yeah. Um, like I said, when when it happened, I was just um, so awestruck and everything. Um, the same thing when um, I when Eddie Guerrero passed away. Um, you know, my mom knew how big of a wrestling fan I was, and same thing with my dad. Um, and when a wrestler would pass away and my mom would tell me, um, I would say, oh, no, it's not true, it's not true. And the only way I knew it was true if it, it was actually on the news, and that's what my mom had to finally break down and tell me when I was, you know, 10, 11, 12 years old is, hey, it's on the news, it's real, you know, and and that's kind of when I kind of started figuring out, oh, this is, this is a work, you know, wrestling's not real, um, you know, it's kind of a show kind of deal, and as much as that broke my heart as a young teenage boy, um, now looking back, now that I'm an adult, you know, I kind of understand those things where I didn't understand them as a kid. And um, I guess the whole, what I'm trying to say is the whole Chris Benoit events, um, to me, were so shocking and so um, out of left field that um, it's still hard for me now as an adult, even though knowing everything that I know now, to... Uh, to wrap my mind around uh, what exactly happened and and how it happened, it's uh, very tragic. So yeah, and you still—I mean, I don't think anybody really knows what actually happened and um, whatnot. I mean, did he go and kill his family? I mean, we don't—we don't know. I guess we don't know a hundred percent, but and I mean it. Everything leads to yeah, he killed his family, but yeah, did he really kill his family? Did somebody else come in and kill his family? Yeah, I mean, and then did he come home and see him and kill himself? You know, that kind of leads to um is that a conspiracy theory? Um, you know, did was he in some other sort of trouble? Did somebody come and you know, perform these heinous acts um, and and um, murder his family? You know, did he go off the deep end because his best friend, Eddie Guerrero, passed away? You know, was there something to do with steroids? Um, I mean, we don't want to give away the entire episode. We want you guys to go out and watch it and come up with your, you know, and, and, and gain your own opinion and knowledge from watching the episodes and... Um, you know, as always, you know, we're always going to have our uh, Twitter handle and our our email on there. You guys can always reach out to us, shoot us any questions or uh, thoughts you have on episodes or topics we have. Um, we'd love to hear from you guys. But, you know, it always raises a question when something crazy like that happens, you know. Um, I don't know. It, it It's one of those things where it's like, this is the information that's given to me, but at the same time, it's like, I don't, you know, it's it's one of those things, 
I don't know. And I guess you could say that about a lot of things, but... Yeah, it is. It's just uh, one of those crazy things. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of uh, crazy things that uh, um, are are hidden from us, the truth. And, you know, especially when you're not there, uh, you never know who's telling the truth and uh, what to believe. And and that's another thing to go back with the wrestling industry. Um, you know, you, you you never know. It's all work, and things happen that are unexplained. Um, and this is another one of those things where, um, you know, kind of to coincide with the Brian Pillman thing, with him, you know, wrecking his car and stuff, um... You know, he was doing the loose cannon thing the whole time, and then he wrecked his car, and then people within the industry didn't even know what to believe. Um, right. And I feel like the same thing kind of falls in line with the Crispin Wall situation is they don't really know what happened. Um, no, nobody does. So. It's just uh, speculation. And uh, I know they've done a lot of. Um, investigating and stuff and they determined that uh he did uh you know not to spoiler alert but he did murder his his wife and son um but still there's to this day where um it could have been elsewhere but for the most part he is uh it was a a, a murder suicide. Yeah. So. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. No, I was just just agreeing. Yeah, but I know it's a a sore subject with a lot of um, people within the wrestling industry. Um, I know a lot of people, especially the WWE, doesn't mention him at all, and other people within the red wrestling industry don't mention him um but you know in my honest opinion i think there's no point in hiding the past the past is the past you can't change it no matter what you do what you try to hide what you don't try to hide and it's there as something from us to learn from Things happen for a reason, and we learn from them to move forward. I mean, that's why, you know, a mistake is a mistake. I mean, I understand murder is not a mistake, but if we as humans see other people kill and we know murder is wrong, so therefore, I understand why the WWE wants to hide him from their past, but at the same time, you know, it, it it goes with with all other history. It's what we learn from, and um, the wrestling industry is a is a good example of that because they take uh, into account a lot of things from the past, and they take it, bring it back, and reuse it, regurgitate it, flip it around, change things around, add new spins, and you know, honestly. As long as I've been watching wrestling since I've been five years old, so for 21 plus years, I've probably seen the same thing 14 different times, and I couldn't even tell you that I have. Yeah, 
Yeah, you probably did. And I wouldn't know, and I don't even care at this point. Yeah. And I'll probably see it 14 more times before I die. If not more. Yeah, if not more. So, but, um, yeah, I mean, other than that, uh, Dark Side of the Rings, uh, great series. Um, I know they're on a little hiatus right now, I think, uh, during the summer. So there's, what, what was there, uh, Brian Pillman was two episodes, and then there's, like, four more episodes out right now. Yeah, I think so. Um, and then I think... I think I had heard that they're coming back in September with the remainder of the uh, season three. But all right, if you uh, download the app, either um, on your phone, uh, your iPad, Android, um, Alexa, whatever you have, um, your Roku, Fire Stick, anything, um, you can watch um, all the seasons. I think season one has maybe six episodes, and season two has maybe ten to thirteen. Um, I I haven't. I don't think I've watched any episodes. Maybe one from season one. I can't really remember because by the time I was introduced to it, they were already into season two. But yeah, we suggest uh, you guys go out and dabble in it uh, and let us know what you guys think. Yeah. Definitely dabble in them. Um, I mean, you can pick and choose episodes um, or just watch them all the way through. I mean, they're all good uh, good programming. So, But, yeah, but if you, uh, if you go to look at them, definitely watch uh, the episodes we suggested um, for sure. Um, the Brian Pillman one, the Chris Benoit one, and... Um, the Owen Hart one, top three for sure. Also, the Road Warriors one, that's another great one. Um, I believe there's one about Jimmy Snuka. Yep. Um, Brody th- Lee. There's yep one about. Is there? Is there one about Brody Lee? You mean uh, Bruiser Brody? Bruiser Brody. Bruiser Brody. That's another good one. Um, I'm gonna have to rewatch that one. That one's um, <laughs> very crazy one for sure. Um, um, there was another guy that, uh, um, that was in there too, uh, oh, I had his name on the top of my head, but I lost it, um, Gino Hernandez, I think it is, Gino, um, I haven't seen that one. Oh, that one's a good one, he got caught up in, like, uh, some kind of mob okay. thing and uh, they okay. end up killing him. Okay. I'll have to look at that one. You know. Um, but, yeah. Yeah, we're uh, we're going to probably watch some more uh, as time goes along uh, and stuff. And But, uh, yeah, we suggest you guys at least watch the ones that we kind of talked about, those five or six. But, yeah, other than that... Uh, I think that's all we got for this episode. Uh, Matty Ice, do you have any last little tidbits for the listeners out there in the land? No, I don't think so. Just uh, just enjoy it if you watch them. Yeah. Take yeah. them in. Make sure, uh, make sure you have uh, some good attention on them, too, because uh, you can really get an in-depth look on, like, 
some of the business ways and whatnot and see how things work from the inside out. Yeah, yeah, and they're set up kind of like those uh, murder mystery shows a little bit. Um, that's what they really remind me of. Um, so, yeah, you definitely got to pay attention. There's a lot of small details. Um, but a great watch. Excellent watch. Um, I'd suggest them for anybody. So, um, with that, uh, I think that's all we got. So, uh, I guess, Matty Ice, uh, do the honors. All right, well, it's late. I think everybody should go to sleep. <laughs> Just kidding. You're probably listening to this during the day. Anyways, um, you know, get a vaccine, wear a mask. Wash your hands, and uh, watch your distance if you want. And I think that's about it, huh? Yeah, I think so. Uh, good luck to the Bucks in the finals. Yeah. Hopefully... Uh, Saturday night as we record this, so the Bucks are... Uh, down 2-0. Down 2-0. Big game tomorrow. Yeah, so uh, fingers crossed. Good luck to the Bucks. As Matty I said, uh, everybody get vaccinated so we can uh, for sure nip this uh, virus in the butt. And uh, I guess if you don't want to get vaccinated, don't. But uh, better wear your mask then because uh, I'm ready for this to be over. And uh, and uh, enjoy life again. Yeah, enjoy life. Uh, wrestling's back on the road. So... Uh, can't wait to see some of you listeners out there on the in the wrestling circuit. So uh with that I think we're out. Yep, we're done. Peace. Man, I feel totally sluggish today. Here, Maddie Ice, why don't you try this? What's this? It's a super kick energy drink. It's got more super kicks than a Young Bucks match. <laughs> Bang! If you want to get in touch with us, you can reach us by email. Our email is hottagpodcast2020 at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at BeerCityBoys1. That's the number one, not spelled out. BeerCityBoys1. Hey, hey, all you listeners out there. The Iceman and I... Just wanted to uh, have a quick shout out to our number one fan, Ed the Bassmaster. It's his birthday, so if you see him in the streets, wish him happy birthday. And uh, yeah, Ed, I hope you have a good one. Uh, drink a couple beers for the Beer City Boys, and uh, we'll see you guys next week. Matty Ice, wishing. Our number one listener, Ed, a happy birthday. Hot tag out.